Turn to your Bibles to Romans 8. Romans 8 and verse 31. What shall we say? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him uh, also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus." Aren't you thankful for that today? If God be for us, who can be against us? Not only the who, but the what. Amen. Uh, In all these things, uh, we're more than conquerors. Uh, Do do you know that God loved us before the foundation of the world? I believe in the first part of Ephesians, it says that we were chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. Uh, This is not an off-the-cuff thing with God. Amen. God had plans for our lives uh, a long time ago. Amen. He told Jeremiah, before you were even born, I knew you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Uh, he, he, he talked about John the Baptist before John the Baptist was born. Uh, I'm thankful that God is for us today. As I was looking over some scriptures, uh, night, uh, there's several things that uh, I have preached about and I can preach about again, I believe, but sometimes you just don't feel comfortable with certain messages for certain times. It's not, it's not that it's not God's word, but it's not his word for the time you and I need. Uh, there's a the scripture that talks about the words. They're fitting words. Uh, we can have certain words to give to people for certain times. Uh, like if uh, if a student's doing well in school, uh, you don't start beating him on the head. You encourage him. But if he needs beating on the head, beat him on the head. Uh, sometimes God does us that way. Amen. You ever feel like God's just whipping you and you can't hardly stand it. But if it weren't for that, you wouldn't be a child of God because God is for us. God has planned great things uh, for his church, for his people. Uh, The Bible says Christ loved the church. He gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You see, we are washed with the word of God. Uh, This is just my opinion and I try not to 
preach my opinion too often, but I believe when a preacher's preaching, the word of God is when he's the cleanest. Amen. Because that word, if it flows through you, it's going to affect you. Amen. And we are blessed of the Lord. If God be for us, God is for us. God is for us. Man, the devil and the world may be against us, but all these things were more than conquerors. I don't fully understand that phrase, more more than conquerors. How could we be more than a conqueror? Christ is the conqueror, amen? He came and died on the cross that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He's for us. You know, I believe the world in general and a lot of professing Christians, uh, they, they have the wrong idea of what being a Christian is all about. They think, well, I, I don't want to be all bound up with some kind of harsh, hard religion and all that. Well, I'm not bound today. The Bible says those that the Son makes free are free indeed. I know there's a song in their songbook uh, that says he set me free, but the Bible doesn't say he set us free. The Bible says he made us free. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation of God. God has made something new out of us. He didn't just put a Band-Aid on us and call it a religion. He gave us Jesus Christ. He gave us righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Look back at verse 31. <clears throat> what shall we then say to these things? Do you ever come to a place in life where you just don't know what to say? We as Christians should never come to that place where we don't know what to say when somebody asks us about the hope that we have. God's word says that uh, we should be ready and able to give an answer for the hope that lieth in us. If somebody says, why do you think you're going to heaven? Why do you think you're, uh, you're saved? Why do you think you're a child of God? We ought to be able to tell them. <clears throat> Amen. If we were there when it happens, we ought to know something about it. We know from the Word of God. Amen. We know some things. God's, Christ, God's people, we know some things according to the Bible. The Apostle Paul said, I know, I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Do we know that? Can we say with Paul, I know whom I have believed? You know what that means? I know Jesus Christ. I know the Lord. Do you know him today? That's the most uh, important question that we should be able to answer that there is. Do we know the Lord? Some people stand before the Lord someday, Matthew chapter 7, beginning of verse 21, it talks about those that are going to stand before the Lord one day and They'll say, why, we've uh, prophesied in your name. We've done this, or we've done that. You say, they've got, a, they've got a weavy religion. 
We've done all this. We've done. It's kind of like Satan. Satan had an I religion. He said, I will ascend above the stars of heaven. I will ascend above the throne of God. Well, I believe God got tired of hearing Satan say I. He got kicked out. Amen. He got kicked out of heaven and a third of the angels with him. But we can say some things that we know. We know what we or who we believed. We believe the words of a person. It wasn't just any person. It was not a person of Adam's race. It was Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But Paul also said, I am persuaded. If God be for us, we're going to be persuaded. Amen. I believe that God has a gentle persuasion that comes into the heart of his children. We have the blessed assurance of being persuaded that what God said, he meant it. Amen. What God said, he meant it. A lot of times people will say things they just don't really mean. There's, there's a old saying that says, you know, when a man's a politician, whenever he opens his mouth, because every word he says, you can't trust. Amen? But you can trust the Lord. The Bible says that, that we can't trust the arm of the flesh, but we can trust the Lord. If God be with us, who can be against us? God was with us. God had things to bring about. The Bible says that in due time, God manifested his word through preaching, and the preaching was for us. Some people say, well, I don't want to hear preaching. He's always preaching against me. Well, the Bible says it pleased God to save them that believe the preaching. Uh, it's God's will for us to hear preaching. Amen? And the preaching has got to be about Jesus Christ. If we stray too far to the right and stray too far to the left and go on to this idea and that idea, people are going to get confused. But if we preach Christ and him crucified, Paul made this statement to, you know, we quote Paul a lot, but he did write over half the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he said that I've determined to know nothing among you. Most people nowadays are determined to be know-it-alls. But Paul said, I determined to know nothing. But he went on to say, I've determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. You see, God is with us in his word. If God be for us, who can be against us? Many people think, well, I, I don't like the Ten Commandments. You know, they, they pick a, something that maybe they that seems a little bit on the, on the surface to them. I don't like the Ten Commandments, people say, but the Ten Commandments are for us. Amen. They're for us. God wants us to worship him and nobody else. God wants us to serve him and nobody else. God wants us to live a holy life. The grace of God is for us. Amen. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, for we're created in Christ Jesus 
unto good works. Good works are for us. The Bible says be, be careful to maintain good works, for they are profitable unto all. The good works that you do are not just for you, they're for all of us. Amen. They're to benefit everyone. Now, listen, the greatest work of all is the work of God's grace in our heart. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which uh, dwelleth in you and worketh in you both to do and to will of his good pleasure. What is God's good pleasure? God's good pleasure is this. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, repentance being part of the gift of God itself. Do you believe that? Repentance is a gift of God. The Bible says that God has granted repentance unto Israel, and God has given repentance unto the Gentiles. Repentance is something you can't even do without God. A lot of people say, well, I repent, and I do this. And I... Listen, with man, it's even impossible to repent. Amen? But with God, <clears throat> all things are possible. God makes it possible for us to believe. In the book of Jude, it says to earnestly contend for the faith, the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The faith that we have today was brought about by God himself. Amen. Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. If it weren't for Jesus, faith would not exist. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And remember, Jesus is the word of God. So what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world? It won't. It won't profit him. What will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Lose his soul. I believe God's still interested in the souls of mankind. There may not be as many people being saved now as there was when we were younger. I remember somebody saved just about every week when I was a boy. I mean, people were being drawn. But nowadays, it seems like most people nowadays are resisting the call of God. They're resisting the Holy Ghost, as Stephen told them. They're resisting the things of God. But the things of God is what people need. Amen. All right, let's go on again. We read to you in verse 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Look down at verse 35. Here's the who, and it goes into the what. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Jesus loves you today, amen? How many of you know Jesus loves you? He does. He loves you. He gave himself for you. He died for you. Everything he did was for you. Jesus didn't do anything for himself. The Bible says he endured the cross, despising the shame. Well, I guess he did do some things for himself. He says it was for the joy set before him. You know what the joy was that was set before Jesus that made him go on and endure the cross and despise the shame? The joy was knowing that there would be a people 
for his name. There would be a people that he would place into his church. It says that Christ, he said, upon this rock I'll build my church. He did it for you. He's building his church to put you into. He's the king of his kingdom. Then he, he said, you could come into my kingdom. If you're born again, you've already found that entrance into the kingdom of God. Except a man's born again, he can't enter the kingdom. Verse 35 now. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Jesus promised, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll go with you even to the end of the world. Now, is that a promise or is that a promise? I believe when Jesus talked about what he would do for us, it was a promise or a prophecy. I know that some things are conditional, but some things were unconditional. Shall tribulation, shall tribulation separate us from the love of Christ? The answer is no. I believe the Bible teaches about the tribulation. Jesus said, in the world, you shall have tribulation. People have always had tribulation. Man that is born of a woman is full of trouble. A few days and full of trouble. We may live to be 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, but compared to eternity, that's just a few days. But he also said, if you're born of a woman, you'll have trouble. <laughs> I've never seen a man yet that wasn't born of a woman. Every one of us would, men, women, boys, and girls. Everybody's promised a certain amount of trouble. Amen. But the trouble and tribulation and the trials of this world, I'm not talking about just the, the future three and a half or seven year tribulation. I'm talking about every day there's trials and troubles in this world, but they can't have the power to separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. We are a loved people. Amen. We are a loved people. I know that we can preach about what Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. But I want you to know, he loved us with an everlasting love from before the foundation of the world. The only reason we love him is because he loved us first. He took the initiative. Used to hear people say, well, if you'll take the first step, God will take the second step. May I use the word stupid again? <laughs> I get rebuked every once in a while for using the word stupid. But isn't that the stupidest thing you ever heard? If you take the first step. Listen, you can't take the first step. God done took it. Amen. God has already taken the first step. That was God's mercy from before the foundation of the world. Listen, we're not serving a God that just came along yesterday. Amen. I know in the world, uh, there's always new, new gods coming along. The Bible talks about the world, says there's Lord's many and God's many with a little G. Every once in a while or pretty often, somebody comes up with a new God, but they have to spell it with a little G. The devil is called the God of this world with a little G. But our God with a big G, amen, 
God is the Lord. He is the Lord. He's the creator. And he's got plans for our lives. Now, I don't mean just during this few years we live, but for all eternity. God's word tells us that uh, it's not entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And we do love him because he first loved us. It's a joy to love the Lord. He has put his love in our heart. God's word says that uh, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Some people have no idea what the Holy Ghost is. It's God. <laughs> Amen. It's, God, it's God's spirit. And when God's spirit comes in, he is a witness. God's word tells us he has given us the witness of the spirit uh, that proves to us that we're children of God. Some folks teach that, uh, you know, I preach a lot about some folks. Amen. And I preach a lot about other preachers and all this kind of stuff. But there are some folks that teach certain things that's just wrong. But we need to hear what's right. Uh, Jesus talked about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We need to be led by the spirit of truth. And if we're born again, saved, children of God, the Bible says, if we're led by the Spirit, we're children of God. We're the sons, <clears throat> sons and daughters of God. All right, let's go back to verse 35. Isn't it amazing how much you can preach from one verse? I mean, one verse. And I haven't even got through verse 35. Shall tribulation or distress? People are distressed nowadays. You don't know what's going to happen next. Every time you turn the news on, something bad's happening. Amen? I'm talking about Georgia news. I tell you what, if I didn't live in Georgia, I wouldn't want to move here. You know why? Somebody's getting killed every day. Some bad thing's happening all the time. I'm talking about just Georgia. And uh, there's... 49, is that right? 49 other states. You know, even our president got mixed up on that, didn't he? But however many states there are, there's bad things happening in every state. Amen? Every state. Something bad's happening. People are getting murdered, killed. I mean, fathers are killing their children. Children are killing their parents. All this, it's distressing to watch the 10 o'clock news. I guess I'd be better off if I go to bed at 9 o'clock. Amen. That way I could skip all this stuff, go and have sweet dreams. But we're in a distressful life. One scripture tells us that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Distressing times. How many of you ever been distressed? Come on, be honest. That's where stress comes from, distress. All this stuff coming upon you. wonder, when is it ever going to settle down? Well, it's not going to till Jesus comes. The Word of God tells us wicked men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. They might as well read that before they give the 10 o'clock news at night. 
wicked men, seducers, deceiving, great deception. What's the main thing Jesus warned about? Deception. Amen? How many times do you find where Jesus says, be not deceived? He says, let no man deceive you. Don't deceive yourself. Over and over, we're warned about deception. And deception brings about a distressing situation worldwide. But nevertheless, let's get back on the positive side. If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution? Oh, well, we're not worried about persecution. We live in America. Ha. Ah. <laughs> Can I say ha ah, one more time? The Bible, the Bible doesn't say, well, this is for everybody but Americans. Why, we're fat and lazy, amen? Some of you aren't fat, but you're lazy. Amen. You see, we're so used to having it easy that we don't concern ourselves. But the Bible says, Yea, and all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer persecution unless you live in America. Oh, it doesn't say that. It doesn't mention America. Amen. I believe it won't be long till America will be the primary spot in earth that will produce persecution. Amen. Now you can study up on that if you want to. <laughs> but nevertheless, we've got enough in the government, in the schools, in the society, in our own country that has the ability to bring about worldwide persecution. Because, see, things are stirring up. Amen. So many people that, that uh, talk to, well, just for example, somebody wrote me a letter the other day, some close friends of ours, that said, we feel a change coming on. We feel a change coming on. I'm not sure what they meant, but I believe they've been looking around. All we've got to do is look around. We need to get our heads out of the sand and look around and see what's going on. But nevertheless, if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus Christ loves us. He's not going to forsake us just because things get rough. Amen? All these things are coming to pass. Jesus said, I have forewarned you of all these things. They're coming to pass, but so so what if they do? You remember what uh, uh, Job said? He said, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. He wasn't sure what was going on. He didn't know if God was doing it or if the devil was doing it or if it just happened to be bad things happening. Job had a hard time, amen? But he loved God. We at times have a hard situation in every one of all of our individual lives. We have problems, but nevertheless, God loves us. We've got to keep remembering God loves us. Don't forget that he wants you to know his love. He wants you to experience his love. You remember all the persecution that Paul went through. Paul went through a time in his whole life as a Christian after he got saved, after he began to serve the Lord Jesus, that uh, uh, he, he listed some things. He said, I was shipwrecked. 
I was destitute of food. He said I didn't have enough clothes to wear. I was in the, in the fear and in trouble of those without and those within. He said uh, the, the false brethren, he said they gave me problems uh, and even a lot of Christians didn't even trust him. He went through all those troubles in his life. He said there was a thorn in the flesh given unto me. He said the thorn in the flesh, uh, it wasn't bad eyesight. He might, he might not could see good, but the thorn in the flesh, he said, there was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure because of the revelation. All these troubles and problems, he said, and yea, in all these things I was still more than a conqueror. Amen. He said, nevertheless, the Lord stood by me. The Lord stood by him. Maybe all your friends and relatives sometimes will forsake you. They just don't want to be in your company anymore. But the Lord stood by you. The Lord still stands by us today. We still have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He still stands for us. You know what an advocate is? It's a lawyer. Amen. Is that right? An advocate's a lawyer. He advocates you and me. Amen. He's on our side. He's pleading our case. He's pleading his blood on our behalf. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Uh, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. All these things God has given us. You say, well, I, I have a hard time living right. Well, the devil does uh, try to do all he can to destroy you. But the Bible says that through God's divine power, he has given unto us all things that pertain I love that word, pertain to life and godliness. Everything you need for life is Jesus Christ. Everything you need for godliness is Jesus Christ. You say, well, you, know, you hang your head sometimes, say, I guess I just need more grace. Well, God giveth grace to the humble. If we humble ourselves, God will be there on time to give us more grace. And the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have a great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, he's for us. He'll be for us until he comes back. Amen. And then throughout all eternity, he's for us. If God be for us. Why don't you try to memorize that verse? You have any ever remember Lester Roloff? You do. Anybody else remember Lester Roloff? He was an old time Baptist evangelist and he was on the radio and he had the, the home for uh, women and men and tried to help folks and uh, brought a lot of deliverance to people through the word of God. Uh, and he got in trouble with the state, with the government and all that because they didn't like what he was doing. But the point is, Lester Roloff would tell the people under his care and congregation, memorize the verses of the Bible. 
memorized verses of the Bible, and he would have them quoted. Amen. Well, I'm not going to go that far because I might get embarrassed myself. But uh, the point is we need to memorize. Who was it? David, I believe it said, I have hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And that's what we need to do. Take God's word as our protection. Take God's word as our armor. The word of God, the Bible says, uh, how that we need the, the helmet of salvation. Amen. We need the breastplate of righteousness. We need the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need the shield of faith. The Bible says, by which you quench all the fiery darts of the devil. We need our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. And then the last thing he mentioned was prayer. And he said, all prayer. Praying for me. Paul said, after everything Paul went through, after everything he preached, after all the ways God had used him, he said, pray for me. Amen. Preachers need praying for. Amen. Pray for me. I need your prayers. Uh, and one thing he said was that utterance may be given unto me. Utterance, not just the fact that he didn't want his voice to wear out. That happens a lot of times. One of the pastors you had here quite a few years ago, Ben Turner. How many of you remember Ben Turner? But he, they, I think he got throat cancer. He got to where, you know, he had a hard time with his throat. Uh, but uh, Paul wasn't just saying, pray for me that my throat won't wear out. He said, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may declare the gospel to people. I want to be able to preach. Amen. I don't believe there's been too many preachers that God called that didn't want to preach. Now I've heard people say, well, I, I'm like old Jonah. I'm like old Jonah. Ah, tell me that. <laughs> you see, Jonah fled from the presence of the Lord. I don't think the preaching bothered Jonah. Jonah just didn't want to live right. And if we get right with God, we want to live right, then we will want to obey God. Amen.